Welcome to Mental Health in Minnesota podcast, produced by NAMI Minnesota's Multicultural Young Adult Advisory Board. This is a podcast series that centers education, empowerment, and engagement surrounding mental health within communities of color. NAMI Minnesota is a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the lives of all Minnesotans affected by mental illness. Visit NAMI Minnesota online at namimn.org. Subscribe to the podcast and listen to more episodes on the NAMI Minnesota website or wherever you get your podcasts. In honor of National Herbal Medicine Week, we are delighted to feature Dr. Alyssa Ying Ving, the founder of Vanguard Mental Health and Wellness Clinic in Woodbury, Minnesota. Dr. Vang was the first Hmong bilingual licensed psychologist in Minnesota. With over 20 years of clinical experience, she shares her anecdotal and cultural expertise in herbal medicine and its integration into psychology, with the episode's core objective being to heighten awareness about the varied and widespread use of herbal medicine across multicultural communities. Our engaging conversation delves into various aspects, including the integration of herbal medicine into Western medical practices, research-based evidence, patient education, collaborative interdisciplinary care, challenges and safety considerations, and the promising future of herbal medicine. NAMI Minnesota's Multicultural Young Adult Board provides general information and discussion about medicine, mental health, and related subjects. The words and other content provided in this podcast episode and in any referenced materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. If the listener or any other person has a medical concern, they should consult with an appropriately licensed physician or mental health professional. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it, as research has proven that untreated mental illnesses often display more severe or debilitating symptoms. If you are in a mental health crisis, please call or text or chat with the crisis counselor 988 or at 988lifeline.org. Jeremiah podcast listeners, welcome to this episode. I'm today's host, E.K. To celebrate National Herbal Medicine Week, we have invited an honored guest, Dr. Elisa King Van. It's so great to have you here today, Dr. Van. Could you briefly introduce your background and professional journey to our listeners? Yes, thank you, E.K., for having me um, here. It is wonderful to continue to talk about mental health, especially through NAMI Minnesota. So thank you so much for having me here. Uh, So I am a clinical psychologist by training, and I have been providing direct mental health services for over uh, 20 years, almost 30 years. And so it's been quite a journey. Um, Most of my direct services has been in uh, marginalized communities, communities that are underserved, um, either socioeconomically or by ethnic background. And in the last 10 years, I've mostly focused on serving the Southeast Asian communities, uh, mostly refugees and some immigrants. Fantastic. Now let's just stick right into the integration of herbal medicine to your practices. Like, Have you ever incorporated herbal medicine into your practice? Um. 
Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. Herbal medicine is such a significant part of our Hmong community. And so for those listeners who don't know who the Hmong people are, we are a minority ethnic group that uh, historically is traced to southern China, but have also uh, resettled into Southeast Asian countries like Laos, Thailand, Vietnam, and came to the United States and other host countries like France and Australia and French Guiana, um, New Zealand. Uh, we came to different host countries for those of us in the, in the United States after the Vietnam War ended in 1975. And so when we think about herbal medicine, I think it's such a significant part of the Hmong's conceptualization of health and healing, because when we think about health and healing, it's often the balance of the physical um, presence or the physical form and the spiritual form. And herbal medicine is an important part of that. When we think about any type of symptomatology, that would indicate that a person is not well. If it's not spiritual, it's physical. And so if it's physical, then therefore there's herbal medicine that we often use. And so with mental health services, oftentimes the symptoms that we would consider to be mental health related by Western standards are often attributed to physical unwellness or physical health problems, which would then, um, for the most part, dictate some herbal medicine. So because of that, when we see clients who struggle with mental health uh, conditions, oftentimes they are coming in already using herbal medicine. And whether it's talked about or not, we already know that many of them are using herbal medicine because that's sort of the first go-to just because of the organic nature of those medication to treat uh, conditions that might not be as severe. Um, as far as integrating that into our work, I think it's a specialty that is often passed down from generation to generation, mostly through the females. And so as Western trained mental health providers, it's not something that we dabble into. At this point, it is not. And it's not something that um, we would physically integrate as far as prescribing or making recommendations. But it is something that we frequently engage in conversations with our clients about. Thank you, Dr. Van. As you mentioned about some like prescription about like different kind of medicine. So is like prescription one of kind of like the challenge and constraints of associated with integrating herbal medicine into our practice? Or are there like other kind of challenges and constraints associated with integration of herbal medicine into current Western practice? You know, I, there is a um, pharmacologist by the name of Dr. Kajua Lor. I hope she doesn't mind me mentioning her. Uh, she's based out in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and she has done a lot of work in looking at the properties of herbal medicine and whether or not there are interactions with 
uh, prescription medications. And I, I think that is still work in progress, but it's an interesting concept, especially with psychotropic medication. I think the belief, though, in the Hmong community is that because herbal medicine is harvested from forests or uh, backyards, and it's organic by nature, it's not chemically produced in a lab-like prescribed medication, that there is this belief that it is safe, that it is safe to take with anything because it's organic, because it's from Mother Earth. I think it can be a concern if there are um, unknown properties of the herbal medicine. But I do believe, you know, my own bias, not a prescribing doctor or anything like that, just from the community, that because many of them are safe and don't have strong properties, that it might be minimal, but I know that those who are prescribing providers do want to caution against herbal medicine and prescribed medication interactions. Yeah, definitely. I think all like the challenges and constraints that you mentioned are definitely make sense. But is like herbal medicine uh, a scientific-based practices in current psychology or nursing practices? Can you share some of like specs of research or clinical findings that support integration of herbal medicine? So there isn't a lot of research out there that I'm aware of. I think that, um, you know, the World Health Organization has a policy out on integrating herbal medicine. And so I think that other countries like Thailand, Laos, and China, and all these countries that use herbal medicine, I think that they are doing a lot more uh, research around the efficacy of herbal medicine into various um, physical health conditions. I think especially with the Hmong community, though, it's fairly new. I think it's a very um, young field. And I know that here in the Twin Cities, there is a lady, a young lady who uh, is part of the Zhong Zhongxi Conservatory and Botanical Garden. And I know that she is doing a lot of work around that, just trying to establish efficacy and evidence-based um, uh, data to support this so that we can continue to um, integrate that into our, our health and healing care, especially postpartum care in the hospitals, especially here in the Twin Cities, where the 30 days postpartum is highly regulated uh, by a specific diet that includes herbal medicine to help the uh, female body, the, the mother's body, um, you know, to nurture its body back to full health after the 30 days. So there is a lot of um, need for studies to document the properties and how effective they are. There ha there was a study that was done, um, I think that in 1989, here in Minnesota, actually, and they did look at some of the um, some of the herbal medicine, they looked at at least uh, actually 37 herbal different herbal medicine. And what they found was that um, 
92% of the medicinal plants were found to be potentially efficacious. And so I think as far as I know, that's the only study that has shown that a lot of these herbal medicine are pretty effective in treating some of the symptoms that it's meant to treat. Um, and that that 81% of them that were that 81% of them are used in various diets. And often when they're used in various diets, they're used to help mediate against any illness and diseases that might, that might um, develop. So it's more of a proactive use when they're used with our diet. So, so that's as far as I know. I know that in 2019, there was another article that was developed out um, of Laos and looking at some of the Hmong herbal medicine there and the properties there. And what they found was that it's very similar to some of the properties found in other herbs used in other um, ethnic groups as well. Um, as far as with mental health services, though, because most of the mental health conditions are treated with physical symptoms like, let's say, loss of appetite, being easily startled, difficulty falling asleep. Um, sometimes there are various herbs that are given to someone in order to stimulate appetite, in order to um, ease their muscles so that they can fall asleep and store in order to relax them so that they're not as easily startled. But oftentimes it's, it's also used in conjunction um, with spiritual healing as well. Um, I know that there's a lot of, um, like for a post-traumatic stress disorder, a lot of the being frightened will affect the body a lot more. And there's other alternative medication like massages and again, the spiritual pieces. So um, I think it's just all very interconnected, the herbal medicine to the spiritual um, and other physical treatments. Yes, I I think the th things that you just shared or the insights that you shared are just like so valuable that I think the interconnectedness of like spiritual healing as well as like the physical healing can actually be seem to be connected through the herbal medicine. So considering how limited or little scientific research have been done on herbal medicine, do you think we should like call for more like research and study on the, uh, herbal medicine to for like the development of our future healthcare and caregiving? Absolutely. I think that, it, that there is definitely great benefit for us to um you know, study a little bit more about the properties of herbal medicine and the efficacy of it, because I truly believe that, you know, the Hmong people who have lived in um, highlands of various countries like China and Laos have been able to thrive even without uh, medical advancement because of generations of um, herbal medicine usage and other alternative treatments. And they have been able to treat a lot of conditions. And I think they've been able to mediate a lot of illnesses as well, too. So I think there's great benefit to medicine in general and to healthcare in general, uh, even within mental health, to really talk about how some of these um, herbal medicine can mediate conditions, can help to um, 
treat conditions. And especially right now in this day and time where we are really talking about treating the whole self and holistic healing is so huge, right? We talk about meditation, mindfulness, um, and other ways of treating the body, not just through psychotropic medication or prescribed medication. So I think the more that we are open to um, Eastern medicine as well as Western medicine, I think the better better we would be off as a community. Sounds great. Since we're celebrating like National Herbal Medicine Week, the theme of our podcast, how do you think like events like National Herbal Medicine Week can contribute to like raising awareness about doing more research about herbal medicines or like how different people can change their perception about herbal medicine? in healthcare in general? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. And, and that takes me into a completely different area talking about um, colonization, and um, just really dismantling that because I think that when it is something newer like herbal medicine, if it's just um, a few of us talking about it, it certainly isn't as um, sexy, is, isn't as acceptable. But, you know, when we think about mindfulness, we think about meditation, we think about yoga, it, be it only became a um, a phenomenon that's widely accepted after, you know, the dominant population has made it so, unfortunately, but it's been a practice for um, people from, you know, um, the eastern side of the country or, you know, people from Asian communities who have been doing um, and practicing Tai Chi, yoga, and meditation all these years. And, and yet once it uh, was brought to the Western world and accepted by Western society, then it became kind of cool. And so, we, you know, that's one example. Another example from just my personal experience is uh, breastfeeding, right? For, for centuries, our people have breastfed um, our babies, and it was our way of bonding, it was our, our way of nurturing. But when we first came to the United States, it was seen as um, not the best for you, that formula uh, milk was the most healthy. And yet now, Western countries are starting to say, hey, it's really healthy to breastfeed. And so now, now we're breastfeeding again. So um I guess to, to answer your question, I know I'm, I'm uh, this took me way off to something else, but I, I think I want to just say that what this means is if we want to bring herbal medicine into healthcare and, and highlight its um, benefits to healing the whole self, we do need to not only which I thank you guys for doing this, which is wonderful. It's the first step, not only continuing to provide awareness, but also to collaborate and partner with existing um, healthcare systems and really providing 
like you said, the evidence-based data to show the efficacy of it. And so the more physicians who are Western trained, um, who understand this, who adopt this, who really put it into their daily practice, the more it's going to be um, accepted. Yeah, I think the point that you just pointed out actually covered part of the next question of how like the future of herbal medicine will be. I think your vision about the future of herbal medicine is quite positive as like more uh, outreach to different kind of organization and partnership between like uh, local clinics and like a non-governmental organization like us will actually promote the future of herbal medicine and, and increase or promote understanding of herbal medicine in the community. Yeah, I, I thank you. Yes. And and to add on to that, I really feel as a minority provider who has been doing this work for a long time, that in order for us to introduce what our people for centuries have valued as beneficial to healthcare and health and healing, we have to also be able to um, adopt some of the more acceptable approaches. And that would be what you've mentioned, you know, how do we uh, collect data? How do we provide studies so that there is statistics and evidence that the herbal medicine does help. And when we have data that we can say, hey, based on our studies, this kind of herbal medicine is is very efficacious for this kind of symptom, that it then becomes more widely accepted by um, Western trained providers, by uh, Western healthcare systems. And so we do have to um, not just provide the anecdotal data, but we really have to push for the um, statistics and the research. And I think uh, funding for those research will be also uh, wonderful if we can find partners to do that, because that that is how Western medicine gets accepted. That's how what Western medicine gets put out into the communities. That's how Western medicine gets, you know, put into the teaching institutions. And so in order for it to be accepted, we have to adopt some of that too. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Um, so going with, on with that trend of like scientific based. So if, for, for instance, we assume that herbal medicine has been proven that it's efficacious, like in many kind of like treatment of different kind of diseases, and how do you think herbal medicine can play into a role in the future of this kind of growing emphasis on culturally competent mental health practices? Yeah, that's a really, you're asking a lot of really good questions, EK. Um, You know, at some point, at one point, when I started um, Vanguard Mental Health and Wellness Clinic, the the whole concept behind it was um, future thinking about having a center that would have different types of um, alternative medicine and I didn't think about herbal medicine, but certainly it can be as well, just because I'm not trained in that and I don't know in that. And, it, you know, I, I'm someone that doesn't really practice 
um, outside of the scope of my um, training. But I, I did think about a clinic where we did have all sorts of um, evidence-based treatments, whether it's um, alternative medicine or not. And so I think the future of it is very hopeful. I think it's exciting. And I think that um, if we are open to um, having all types of options to treat our conditions, I think the better we will be with our um, overall health. Um, I think that because we all have different stressors, different genetic predisposition, um, different body types. I think that there's not one approach that, you know, is helpful to us. And so if we have all of these different options, whether it's uh, Western medicine or not, I think it would be good for us. Absolutely. So before we end our episode today, uh, what kind of like advice would you give to your aspiring psychologists, nurse practitioners, healthcare professionals who are considering incorporating herbal medicine into their practices? Yeah, I'm not an expert on herbal medicine. So I want to say that most of my experience is anecdotal. Um, I do really think that, you know, and I support uh, Dr. Kajua, Zhongxi, and all of the other, um, other whether they're uh, researchers, um, medical doctors, anthropologists, anyone who is really curious about um, herbal medicine, that I would encourage them to continue to do that so that we can integrate that into our um, Western um, healthcare system and the way in which we practice medicine. So I'm not an expert, so I just want to say that. So my recommendation uh, would be just to be open to having those conversations and just also recognize that when you treat individuals from different cultures, when you treat individuals who are either immigrants or refugees, and their spirituality is different, their way that they think about health and healing is different, that just be open-minded to the idea that they might also be practicing and, uh, you know, um, engaging in herbal medicine treatment and home remedies. And so when you are open to that, and when you are sensitive to that, then you can ask culturally responsive questions. And what that means is that you can ask questions differently and you can ask different questions in order to build a stronger rapport with your clients so that you can have some pretty honest conversations about what they're taking and what their beliefs is about health and healing. And then just to be open about, you know, what they are taking and um, trying to understand that. Thank you so much, Dr. Van. And Thank you for all the listeners listening to our podcast.